This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. You can catch Chris Berrigan doing a variety of things around town, including fundraising, baking goodies, cracking jokes, volunteering, coaching baseball, and running for Ogden Mayor. As a small business owner, he's got a lot of love for Ogden, but he's also got some ideas to make it better. Oh, so cool random stuff online. Yes. Um, I've, we've always had a creative streak. I do. I have a, a, a good friend of it's going on too long to mention more than 30 years uh, named Craig Toby. And he and I have always, anytime we come up with something creative or fun to do, we want to just see it through. And I think that's probably something that, uh, that I've really enjoyed about living life is that if I want to try to do something, we might as well go and try to do it. Whether it happened to be in my personal life, my professional life, my you know, hobby life, whatever it is. Yeah, let's, let's see what happens when you see it through. Anecdotally, um, two years ago, people were on the bucket list thing with the whole COVID and everything else. And I thought just kind of silly, it would be fun to do a national anthem and sing a national anthem. Little did I know that week, uh, the the Mustangs wanted to like have somebody come and sing the national anthem, and I got thrust into that situation, which is probably the best way to like jump into a national anthem, uh-huh. and um, and and sang the the anthem. And what was crazy about it was the fact that I didn't two things that I didn't think about. One is going to seem really silly, and the second one, maybe not so much. The first one was I didn't expect the players to be right there. I don't know why I didn't expect that. It's a national anthem. It's the beginning of a game. But two, I didn't expect them not to have something to steady me on ice, like a carpet, in order to go out and sing. So I had both those things going on. But fortunately, the acoustics in that building are great. They carried a lot of the load. And uh, I got to the, the high notes when I needed to and, and sailed through the end. So it was That's fun. That's a good point. Anybody can sing the national anthem in a hockey rink. In a hockey rink, anybody can do it. So it was pretty good there. But no, yeah, um, we've done a few uh, digital shorts, I guess they're called now. We, did, uh, we were in a few film festivals. Uh, always, always up for doing something cool and fun. And what I love about it now is my children, as well as their friends, are getting into those kinds of things. And it's awesome because we can kind of impart the things that I think our generation didn't totally believe that we could do. Uh, our parents were very much kind of the like, go get a job, go to school, go do all those things and don't do crazy stuff. And now it's kind of like, yeah, go have fun, do some crazy stuff and see whether people like it or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what was the other one? The uh, Was it a podcast? A kid's, like a kid's show? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What so story that? time. So uh, yeah, Craig and, Craig and Ryan had done story time probably close to 300 episodes of this great read aloud book. You can still check it out, um, ryanandcraig.com, or storytimewithryanandcraig.com. But uh, they do these read alouds, and they invited me to do a read aloud with them. The thing that's so funny is, is it really is improv as you're kind of building it out. So the song that we sang during it was totally like improv and just have fun with it. Anytime there's a, <laughs> a, anytime there's a page with just artwork and no words, you're forced to sing a song, and so we had to create a song for that. It was a blast. It was just tons of fun. And so, they, like, you know those guys? Like, how'd they find you? So Craig is the friend of mine that I've known for 30-plus oh. years, and Ryan is a friend that he met when he went down to L.A. to do a lot of directing down there and some casting work and, and everything else, uh, and both just great guys. And, and uh, it, it's just f- people. more people should just do some fun things and see it through. That's my take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So are you the kind of guy who just will say yes to a lot of things? 
Yeah, like uh, I'll give you two examples. Uh, run for mayor of Ogden, <laughs> and uh, this kind of is a, is a throwback. Uh, run a marathon, because we just had the Ogden City Marathon. I'll share my marathon story. You ran uh, it? I, I did not run the Ogden City Marathon. I had, um, I say I joined the local church, the church here in Utah, the Church oh, yeah. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I joined when I was 17 uh, as a kid growing up in the Bay Area and served a mission in North Carolina. And while I was there, there was, a, there was four missionaries that wanted to run the Charlotte Observer Marathon. And about two weeks before the marathon was going to take place, one of them had their knee blow out. So they had to find a fourth because you got to run in pairs and you need two by two and, and that thing. And so they called me up and they said, Chris, would you, or Elder Berrigan, Berrigan, would you go and run this marathon with us? And, and I said, I've never ran a marathon. I don't know how to run long distances. Sure, what do I need to do? And they said, well, go and run five miles a day for the next two weeks and get yourself a little bit prepared. And I said, okay. The first day I ran about two miles and I stopped and I said, this is really dumb. I'll just wait until the actual marathon. And uh, what, I'm going to run five marathons what, before. The yeah, marathon? I'm not going to run leading up to running a marathon. I'm just going to drop me off at the start and pick me up at the finish. Don't That's my. Yeah. And, but what happened was it snowballed because we got great press from the Charlotte Observer and they wanted to do a story about us. So. We had Michelle Kwan, Brett Favre, and these four missionaries getting ready to run a marathon. And that caused trouble because the Associated Press picked it up and it got back to Salt Lake. Salt Lake got scared that the one missionary had never run a marathon before. Make sure he doesn't die. And uh, make <laughs> The sure church he, is calling you, telling you to oh, run they were just five like, miles a day. Yeah. You've got to make sure this kid's prepared. Um, <laughs> What's worse was we ran it in wool pants and white shirts, oh. and I had a borrowed pair of running shoes. So I didn't even have my own running shoes. Um, they asked me what was the worst part of the marathon, and I said the 26.2 miles. That was the worst part. <laughs> we had, we had four, four runners that were over 80. I beat two of them. I lost to the other two. I did it in just under six hours. So as, as, the, um, as the Ogden Marathon was taking place, which is an absolute just gem of Ogden City. And what the Gold Foundation does there is fantastic. And what uh, just, just the community that was there on Saturday, Brookie Bakes, our little shop, provided a thousand tiny cookies for all the runners. We were I so happy that. to do that. It was, it was a ton of fun. Um, I was mindful of the six hour mark. I was looking at the clock because I knew, I, I was like five hours, 59 minutes, or like really close. They were packing up things. And like people were like, oh, there's another runner coming. So when I saw the six hour mark, I thought to myself, all these runners that are coming in, I beat them. I beat them. <laughs> I beat them. So you, you converted to the church at 17. Yep. And were you living around here at the time? No, I wasn't. So, and this was much to the chagrin of my father, who's from South America. He's from Colombia. The joke is, is that I picked the one religion that like uh, that uh, singles out his national drink of coffee. So that was kind of a fun one. Um, no, I was uh, I, I'd grown up in a little town called Half Moon Bay. My father um, emigrated from Colombia to uh, to the United States when he was 10, grew up in, in New York and then later married my mom and moved to the West Coast. And so I was a little kid uh, surfing in a town called Half Moon Bay, went to school at UC Santa Cruz. Uh, home of the banana slugs, so stoked about that fact <laughs> that I'm a banana slug. Um, and did you talk to missionaries? I didn't. I talked to friends. I was actually, I had kind of this like 
existential crisis of what happens when I die and, and uh-huh. what's going to go on. And um, a lot of my friends that just happened to be there that were good, close friends happened to be members of, uh, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, um, and so they started talking to me about it. Fun fact, I had like sister missionaries, so I didn't know what elders were. They kept talking about elders. I thought they were going to be old guys, and finally they brought some in, and the first two that came in, one of them was Kalani Sataki, who's now the head coach for BYU football. So Kalani would always ask us to play basketball on his days off on Mondays, and we'd go and just get beat up by this giant (laughs) fullback of a a man, And, and later on he was he was uh, helped me out when I flew out here because not having family members that were part of the church, you're kind of on an island. And so he hung out with me for a day while I was out here before I headed off to North Carolina to speak Laotian and to, to help people in the Bible buckle of the Bible belt. So you stopped here before your mission? So stopped here to go to the training center, the missionary oh, gotcha. training center, and then, then off to off to the East Coast. And then what brought you here to live? So what brought me here to live was actually, uh, I'm not, I don't want to go too much down the inspiration path, but um, <laughs> I was, uh, I had worked for five years with uh, Lily Pharmaceuticals, uh, which I, I loved and uh, enjoyed very much. And um, they had done a reorganization. And at that point, I thought, it's time to make a change and try something different. Uh, didn't know what to do, had gotten kind of... Uh, I had been recruited by a bunch of different companies, including a company called Theranos that was big in the news recently. They did a Hulu special on uh, their like founder Elizabeth Holmes and all this kind of stuff. They, oh they, yeah. yeah, I just they, watched that. Yeah, they tried to recruit the, me out there and and uh, uh, spent a couple hours talking with them to to do some things and but ultimately felt like it wasn't what I was supposed to do. And you by been a whistleblower out there could have been a whistleblower. It could have done really well, yeah. uh, but uh, was inspired to uh, shift gears in my career altogether and start doing development. So raising money for universities, I actually applied to my alma mater and to other schools. And we kind of just got the sense that we needed to look in this area. And Weber State, which I knew nothing about, and Ogden, which I knew nothing about, uh, was kind of that uh, inspiring moment. And uh, we applied for the job. Brad Mortensen, who's now the university president, actually uh, uh, invited me out. And within a week, I was hired to, to work for Weber State, which was kind of, again, serendipitous and, and inspired and, uh, and loved it. I worked for, for uh, Weber State for the better part of five years, a portion with the College of Health Professions and, and Yas Simonian, who's the current dean. Um, and then with the, the business school, the Goddard School of Business and, and Jeff Stiegel, and uh, I should say the Goddard School of Business and Economics mm. with the Dean Jeff Don't Stiegel. Leave off the economics. He really is a, was a stickler for that and probably still is. So that was, uh, so that was great. That's what got us here. We actually, I remember, I remember putting on Facebook, hey, we're, we're going to Ogden. We're moving to Ogden. What do you guys think about it? And we got this, you know, like we got the classic Facebook comments back about what uh, what Ogden's reputation was and what it was like. And but for us, uh, and this is 10 plus years ago, um, when we drove in, we were just shocked at trying to reconcile the stigma and the reality. And, and, And in fact, like when we first came to the university and we were working for the university, we got headhunted again and got a sizable offer to go work somewhere else uh we tried it for just a few months and we absolutely just longed for ogden Mm. and longed for the opportunity to come back so we were only gone for six months jumped back to ogden and um 
and have made it our home ever since. And uh, we have four children that are in elementary and middle school here. We obviously have Brookie Bakes. We, we just love this community. And, and that's uh, probably, probably the big like motivating factor was we came out here to raise some money for the school. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, so what gets you from working for Weber State? Well, let's, let's actually, before we talk about Mayor, what gets you from there to Brookie Bakes? There to Brookie Bakes. That's, that's some good question. Uh, so it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's, I was with Weber State for a long time, went over to the University of Utah with uh, um, uh, my manager left uh, Weber State, went to the University of Utah. I followed him there. Um, COVID hit, kind of disrupted a lot of different things. And for me, it was a time to kind of evaluate, again, what I was doing. I'm a, a proud uh, founder of a failed startup. So, and that happened kind of around, uh, around that like COVID time. Uh, I think that's something that I was really happy that I got to try to start something, another conversation for another time. But, um, and, uh, but at the same time, Brooke was building Brookie Bakes at the same time. And we saw an opportunity to expand from just our little uh, cottage kitchen in our house to put something down, uh, you know, in on brick and mortar. We actually tried to buy a place uh, over on Country Hills, and then ultimately, when we were driving down 25th Street several times, we noticed half of the half of the spaces were open, you know, available for rent. And this one on the corner was just something that we thought could be something huge. Now, in the meanwhile, um, this doesn't. This is the best little nonprofit ever because we lose money every month. So I do, I do still um, stay employed. I actually returned to, to Lilly, and I work for Lilly again. Um, they hired me immediately back, and, and I love my team, my, my group over there. Um, but, uh, but we do spend a good deal of the time uh, here with Brookie Bakes, and uh, we've, we've really enjoyed it. We love being on the corner of, of 25th and Grant. We love the fact that we see so much of the community. Uh, ben Nadolski paid a compliment to me one time that really just I still think of often. It was nine o'clock one night, and we had a, we had a little fundraiser and kind of event with some of the kids from one of the schools, and they were spending some late time here. It was the middle of summer, maybe about nine thirty, and starting to get twilightish. And um, and he's like, "You just didn't see this. You didn't see this at nine thirty at night. A bunch of kids playing out on the corner of Twenty Fifth and Grant." Yeah. And he's like, "Man, this is this is huge." And, and that compliment sticks with us because when we do think about can we make it another month during the, you know, January time or the long winter that we had, um, we remember that, like, we, we love what we are as a part of the community and how we engage. So whether we make a profit or don't, we love being here. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, I, like, when we're doing the art stroll yeah. and I bring my kids, and there's not a lot of places that you can go in with your kids and, like, you know, go hang out down here. And we always come by here. Yeah. It's always a perfect spot for that. Yeah, I think we, we want to we expand a little bit in that opportunity, especially as, as kind of one of my platform pieces as a mayor candidate is engaging youth, engaging community. So I'd like to see us do some more events here. Actually, with the art stroll, it was crazy because we have great, talented artists that come and join us for the art stroll one time we had uh, a mount ogden junior high artist come and it was fantastic and it was a great turnout and it was tons of people and i was like we need to kind of highlight you know the high school students the junior high students as well and we could be a part of that we need to have you know different 
whether it's a karaoke night or an open mic night, we can do some things here to just, you know, give kids an opportunity to put down their their phones and, and go be over here and just have a fun time. So yeah. we love that about our, our shop. Thanks for that compliment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about deciding to run for mayor. Yes. Um, was there, like, a moment that you decided? Was it a culmination of things? I think it was uh, uh, pure and simple. It was just my... My narcissism and my want to oh, uh, so just know, what everybody assumes. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I say that a lot because because there is there's a ridiculousness in in this situation. The other day we went to go pick up all the signs, uh-huh. right? And there's 300 signs that and and there is a bit of emotion to this. So I apologize for this. The people are going to put in their yard uh-huh. with my name on it. Uh-huh. And some of that's super gross. Like I'm not, I'm not cool with the idea of, of you going, eh, Chris Berrigan, right? You know, wherever it needs to be. Um, but at the same time, too, there's like this humility uh-huh. of the fact that like somebody wants to put your name there and say, I believe in what that guy represents, and that's why um, he should be running. And and so for me, yeah, um, initially, had no intention on running for mayor. None whatsoever. As a, as a matter of fact, I uh, very much asked a, at the time, non-candidate to run for, uh, for office and um, was told that wasn't going to run and didn't have any intentions of doing it. And, um, and so that's why I ran for, for, for mayor in, in, in addition to the fact that I had friends that said, we'd like you to, to do this. You're passionate about these different things. We want to see that out there. Um, and uh, and in all honesty, like it's it's a scary thought to think that there's there's a position of leadership that's that's ultimately when you talk about qualifications, I always go back to this: the qualifications for not just mayor but the president of the United States is an age limit requirement <laughs> that you're a citizen and that you don't have any felonies, right? Right. You don't go to school for these things. Uh-huh. You don't go to college for them or or get a certificate online somewhere, right? Um, and similarly for mayor of Ogden, you need to be, you know, a voting age, a resident of Ogden City. And I'm pretty sure that felony one's still in place, <laughs> but I could double check on that one. Uh, so as far as qualifications go, boom, nailed it. <laughs> Did it. Right. But um, but making the decision to do it was really with a lot of uh, thought and, and discussion with my wife, prayer involved in that. And, um, and then ultimately, like... Um, more than anything, I, there was a, a former state senator that I took some time to talk with, and he made the point for me that drove it home. He said, I came to the decision that I didn't have to win, but I had to run. And, and I really appreciated that because I don't have to win this thing, and I'm totally okay with losing this thing. And you can cut that out or keep it in, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, but I think we need to just have a voice out there that's different than what we've been hearing lately. Uh-huh. We have a lot of the same people running right now for, for the mayor of Ogden, which is fine. That's okay. But um, I think we just need to have a diversity of, uh, of opinions and thoughts. People that have equity in different things. You know, we're a small business owner downtown. Uh, I don't think that we have any candidates other than me that have a retail shop uh, downtown or, or in, in the community, for that matter. Mm-hmm. We, have, uh, we have four children that are in the elementary school and middle school. Uh, I know we have a, at least one candidate that has that, one that's gone through that, um, and, and probably some others. I'm, it's escaping me right now. Um, we have, you know, like, we have a, a need for us to, to be engaged in the community. I know all of us have. 
in some capacity or another. I think I speak definitely to a different um, audience a lot of the times, and I'm sure they do too, because I think there's often times where each of these candidates are saying, hey, you're not, I never see you at these things. And I could say, yeah, I never see you at these things too. So what does that, what does that mean overall? I don't know, but I, you know, like, I think having a little bit of variety in the, in the candidate pool makes it for a better situation. Are there things that you think that the city isn't paying attention to that they should be or that they, you know, that they're missing the point on? Yeah, I guess we can't, we can't really have a, like, we can't have some issues without saying, hey, there's something wrong here. <laughs> there's something we need to fix. Um, I'll say this. As a small business owner on 25th Street, I have been met with quite a bit of difficulty. And, and my wife has been met with quite a bit of difficulty in just trying to establish ourselves as business owners. And this is definitely the street that gets the most attention of any street uh, in, in Ogden City. And, and for us to have that kind of uphill battle, it, it's a little bit difficult. My biting criticism is uh, we've had few administrative people uh, within Ogden City even come and buy a cookie mm. at Brookie Bakes. Mm. You know, um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure our current mayor has been busy with his life and things, but uh, you know, I can see his office from my window. He might be able to see mine from his and come in and get a cookie, man, and yeah. just support that local business. I yeah. think that. Go, sorry, go ahead. Well, I don't know. It might get cut, but like, it's hard not to notice the kind of support they throw behind something like Jalisco just down the street. You That'll know? probably get cut for sure. <laughs> but yeah. it's true. But it, it is true. That's one of the things that's difficult is that we pick and choose who we go to see as far as businesses. Uh, but one of the one of the glaring points that hopefully doesn't get cut, um, we have a sign, a neon sign outside of Brookie Bakes. And... That is a stupid expense to take on as a new business. That's a really dumb expense to mm -hmm. take on. The reason why we did that is because we wanted to honor our street and the, and the fact that we have iconic neon signs up and down 25th Street. Not something that we should spend money on as a new business, mm. but it was something that we, we wanted to do to, to say thank you to 25th and its legacy, uh, and also to just like kind of keep the spirit alive in case somebody else decides to do it, right? Um, there were grants that were out there for the city to to help support signage and like facade improvements. Um, we were flatly denied for that and ultimately had to take money out of our own pockets to do it. And it was uh, that was one where I felt ignored by my city, because mm -hmm. um, if we have that money there, we should be able to do it. And, and especially when you're talking about a, a place that's on the corner of 25th and Grant, like we we welcome the city to 25th street. We really do. Uh -huh. Like that's a layup, man. That's a good point. I mean, that's something I hear a lot from people down here is that sort of the costs of fitting into the aesthetic of 25th street can be pretty high. Yeah, for sure. And, but, but even take that off the table for a second, just the fact that there's like not a lot of attention given to those people that are, that are starting their businesses on the street, even though there's this, like there's, there's, there's efforts being made. There's the downtown alliance, which I think has its positives and its criticisms. There's, you know, uh, there's small business opportunities that we do have with, with Ogden City. I, I kind of feel for the non-25th streeters because, man, if, if that's the level of attention that we get being, like, in the premier sh spot on the corner, um, what does it mean for somebody that's you know on a side street somewhere else or what does it mean for the businesses that are on harrison right now that have just seen just a wake of terrible traffic situations right oh. or i i think of all the time 
Ty Curry Kitchen. Now, this isn't Ogden City's fault that the street was closed down forever, but man, it's it stings that you know yeah. that place is gone. Like it's hard to deny that that's a casualty of development. Right. It's it's very hard to deny that, and and I know that we have to be we we have to have. You have to look at the whole picture. We have all these situations where there's sides to every story, but man, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. I, 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 but I, I'll say this: like, we appreciate what the community does for us. We appreciate the opportunity that we have to give back to the community. Um, I know we look forward to farmers market. We really do, um, mainly because it's 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 a little kick a little boost for us to kind of get some life going here Mm -hmm. but um one of the one of kind of the catalysts for the run for mayor um uh, one of our council persons came in and asked me the question about what do you think about the wonder block development and paid parking on 25th and everything else and i said uh as far as wonder block's concerned i i hope it's great i don't know if our business is going to be here when it's completed and Mm -hmm. i and i stick to that you know, mm-hmm. I, I wonder a lot of the times, are we going to be here at the end of 2023? Yeah. And I'm sure some of our critics that want to know what my, like, my work history is. Well, why didn't you make it longer with Brookie Bakes? Hey, you know, like we take risks and we do what we need to do. I, I hope that I get, you know, like five, ten years with Brookie Bakes and can make a difference. I'll say in the, in the short tenure that we've been on 25th Street, we've had the opportunity to support more lives to and that's not only our customers but our our um, employees we've had the opportunity to to truly give bread to those that need it Um, we give to we give to our local charities in our community and and even those that just need it on the street we give them an extra meal for you know with what we have left over from the day Hmm. so um, I wouldn't take uh, I wouldn't take this 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 opportunity that we've had away for anything in, in the world. It's been wonderful. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's reinforced my commitment to Ogden time and time again. I look forward to coming in here. I look forward to opening the doors. I look forward to seeing people come in. Um, I just wish we had more of our, our city representatives come in and say hi every once in a while. And yeah. That'd be, that'd be a nice thing. Well, it's hard. I mean, having just lived here a long time, I can't think of a business that's lasted on this corner for more than a few years. Most of them not even close to that amount of time. Yeah. And that really does speak to something wrong if in a premier location, like you say, we have such high turnover. And a lot of times it's gone vacant for, you know, mm-hmm. six months a year. Yeah. So I don't know what that says, but it seems to say something. I'll tell you what I think it really is. I think it's because the building's haunted. Oh. I'm kidding. Well, I'm, I'm totally joking it. about that. But they're all haunted. <laughs> they're all haunted. They're all haunted. They all have the. Um, so talk about just like what are like what what are the things that you think you would prioritize as mayor? Yeah. Um, I, so let me preface it by saying this: we are uh, in a municipal election for the the mayor uh, of Ogden City. We have a lot of we have seven candidates right now, and probably some others that are to come in. Um, I will say this first and foremost. These candidates are making great points, and a lot of us have very similar, like, very similar approaches to different things that we need for our city. So I think that there's, there's obviously you know, those needs for making sure that we have accountability, we have transparency. Goodness gracious, we absolutely need transparency you know, in, in, this, in this situation. I think it, it speaks whether or not these development projects were done the right way or not done the right way. 
it's nice to know that we're being upfront and talking with everybody so that not only uh, so the developers don't get undue criticism, but you know the opportunity just presents itself for everybody so that it's fair. Um, you know, uh, making sure that we have the the next uh, city manager in place, I think, is is a definite one that that we need to look towards the future. That there's there's needs for Union Station as much as there's needs for um, uh, whatever other types of developments that we have within our community. Uh, but what I really want to focus on, as far as as far as a, a mayoral candidate, um, the first and foremost, the opportunity to have. Uh, your leader of your community present and uh, listening to you and engaged with you, uh, having somebody that that uh, that you trust that has your back, somebody that you know like when you put that mayor out there in front of everybody else, you know that he's gonna he or she is going to be dynamic, is going to be engaging, is going to work with the county, work with the state, work with everybody else, work with businesses small and large to attract them here. Uh, when major events are going to be coming in the state of Utah, that Ogden is not thought of as an afterthought or a, you know, a little brother to some other cities, but the one that's going to really, you know, really bring that uniqueness and that that love of Utah uh, to to those that are outside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's one thing. Uh, I should I should pause and say the other thing that is very critical in, in my opinion is our youth, and this isn't just some sort of like canned statement our youth here in Ogden need to know that uh, their their mayor loves them uh, that their city loves them that there's opportunities uh, to um, to break the the shackles of anxiety and depression and peer pressure through social media and uh, you know food anxieties because we don't have things to eat uh we don't have places to go are we going to turn to to different outlets that just aren't like productive for us are we going to turn to drugs and alcohol because we don't have anything that that engages us um are we going to be inspired by our community members are we going to do we have that mayor that can connect uh local businesses that are that are of interest to our youth and make them have opportunities for entrepreneurship and for growth. That extends to our community. The the fact that we have we have a mental health problem here in Ogden that's unlike any other in the country. Um, we're twice as likely to commit suicide in Ogden than we are in the United States. We had um, we had a we had a, a lockdown scare of an active shooter at Ogden High, and and personally for me. That came on the heels of an actual shooting in my hometown of Half Moon Bay where I grew up. And I was fortunate enough to sit uh, next to the city manager of Half Moon Bay, who's a very dear friend of mine, Matt Chittister, and watch how he saw his city unfold and had to coordinate with governors and senators and, and the national media and everything else and how to take the right steps to prepare to, for that city to heal. Um, that was an amazing opportunity. It was so unique for me. And, and when that happened, just thank goodness it was a, a scare and it wasn't real with Ogden City. I thought, we need to make sure that that doesn't become a reality too soon. And, and the current trajectory that we're doing with our city and, and with our country is not living up to that. We need to be able to, to provide services to help people with, with their own mental health as well as their physical health. We need to get rid of these food deserts that we have downtown. We need to make sure that there are more green spaces, that there are more areas for us to be active and engaged. 
you once gave me like an hour long presentation about I'm so sorry you had to go suicide. through it. No, yeah. I loved it. I, so I think sorry. about it all the time. Oh, okay. But did you just make that thing like like to make it? Like I, that wasn't for work or something? No, it wasn't for work or something. No, it was just... You had like what, charts. What you're alluding to is, yeah, we had... Well, here was the thing. I was... I was, we and I don't want to go off into the whole like bearer of bad news things, but we have a problem in our in our country with with mental health and with frustration and rage and, and these kinds of things, and they manifest themselves in very tragic ways. And as that was kind of culminating during that time, it was I, I believe it was like Florida at the time was happening. Oh, yeah. I was looking at the di- I was looking at the demographics of those cities that were having these instances. And looking at Ogden City and thinking to myself, well, we're just another volcano along the ring of fire right now. When's it going to happen? And, um, and, it was in the, and it was in the aftermath of another tragedy that that came back to light recently. And I thought, Ogden could potentially have something like that again. Where is, where is our leadership in, in the face of that? And what are we going to do with that? And when that happened, Half Moon Bay is actually took place right... It, it was... Seriously, that day that Half Moon Bay happened, and my heart sunk. Mm. And I, as silly as it is, I baked a bunch of goodies, and I got in my car, and I drove right to Half Moon Bay to support my friends uh. and to love my friends and to give them hugs. And I said, you know what? Hey, I'm here for you, and I will always be here for you, and, and that's what we need. And then I remember, I remember, like, as much as it was for this, this last situation, the instance at Ogden High, I remember getting a phone call from my wife saying that I don't know where our kids are, what's going on, and me hightailing it from Farmington back to uh, Ogden. And unfortunately, instead of like sadness, there was like rage, uh-huh. there was anger. I punched the steering wheel a couple of times, but I wanted to see, I wanted to see more from my leadership at that moment, and uh-huh. I just didn't do it. To defend a little bit, they had an event that was going on in Salt Lake. They were honoring our, our police chief, and, and the mayor happened to be there. But I also wanted post that a little bit a little bit more, and that's okay. It's fine. You know, we all are critics of, of the way people handle things. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I think we got to look at problems and, and positives in life and figure out how can we do more with what we have. Right. Um, I'll shift gears a little bit if you'll, you'll indulge me on it. Um, we had, um, when I was at Weber State, we had the opportunity to create a, um, an entrepreneurship competition for the business school. Um, and it was called Outdoor Weber. It was this great little thing that, that the, the entrepreneurship program at the business school came up with, and we kind of elevated it. I went out to, to, to ask for some significant donations from the then vice president of Camping World. They gave them to us with a couple of caveats that it wouldn't just be local or regional, that it would be across the country. And um, it was that thought that I was like, oh, we could go big. We could have so much fun. We could go bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, we were met with obstacles, obviously. We were met with some obstacles from the university. They had to manage how they were going to you know, market their information of all the different programs. And I get it. There's lots of kids there. And, and we had obstacles with the, with the city of Ogden trying to get support to, to make this event happen. Um, that was one of those times where I was like, man, uh, if I was in charge, I would have kicked 
down the door to make this thing happen year after year after year after year. We had hundreds of kids across the country at universities all across the, the country submitting business ideas. We flew in kids from all over the place. And what I thought about it was, I want that kid that lives in Nebraska that's never seen a mountain in their lives to come out here in the shadow of Ben Lomond and in the shadow of Mount Ogden and to go up and see the resorts. And we were lucky that the city couldn't get us the the Egyptian theater, and we had to settle for, I put air quotes on there, anybody that's listening, <laughs> we had to settle for Union Station. Union Station was the perfect backdrop for that event. Mm. Marcus Limonis, who is, the, uh, is on The Prophet on CNBC and the CEO of Camping World, came out. Uh, he flew into Ogden Airport. It was wonderful that he just got to fly right in there. Right. It, everything was, was fantastic. And it's those kind of events that I want to see us do more and more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not even necessarily as a mayoral candidate, but more as a business owner. Do you feel like the city, like they have huge plans for 25th Street that they're making all the time. Do, are they involving business owners in those plans? Like, do they just expect you to come out to the Make Ogden thing that the public's coming to? They expect us to come out to the Make Ogden thing, yeah. 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 I, thought it was, I thought it was really fun and kind of a, a moment of awkwardness. The, the Make Ogden person was like, I just went to go show up one night. And they're showing us a rendition of the, the lot for the Wonder Block. And right in there is this little bakery. <laughs> there's a little bakery. They're looking, there's going to be a bakery here. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And he's like, so what do you do? I'm like, well, I own the bakery on 25th and Grant. And he was like, um, well, um, it's good to have more than one bakery, right? Mm. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, come on, we're all different. We're all unique. But he had no idea who I was because he certainly didn't invite me. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought it was kind of fun. I'll say this. Let's, let's expand on that for a second. Love downtown. Have no qualms about 25th Street and everything else here. A lot of the businesses here have, have, been, have been just breaking their backs for years and decades to make 25th Street what it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we obviously know the success of Roosters and, and Warrens and, and uh, Tona. We, we have Legacy and we have other shop, you know, uh, um, our vinyl shop down the street. And we have, you know, we have just all these different places that, that are here. They've done a lot of it through their own sweat and tears and, and everything else. And I think we should continue to try to support them as much as possible. At the same time, too, let's make it, let's start expanding it to other areas. It's, it's kind of a tragedy that Harrison doesn't have the, like, the the strength and opportunity that it could potentially have that over on we have some things on 12th but we have other areas throughout the city right. that could that could you know benefit from from some city support and some business uh, you know opportunities to thrive well right it almost feels like they have to create a Harrison alliance in order to have a say yeah a little exactly bit. and and I do there there I certainly do have times where I'm critical of uh, of the fact that, you know, like we have the downtown alliance, but we're not necessarily getting, you know, promoted through their social media pages. Um, but, I, but again, it's trying to figure out clarification of what they do and how they go about doing it. Um, there's times where with the farmer's market, we, ha- we understandably have to rent a space at the market. Sometimes there's a little bit of like, can we sell on our street right in front of our place or can we not? You know, and, and I get that. Mm. So I think, again, I think it's 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 important for our city and for the, the people that represent our city to be more present with the business owners. And we just don't see that. Yeah. 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 Um, and then with the, with the whole community too, like 
I think about these green spaces, right? Like I'd love to see a ton more. I'd love to see them tied together. I'd love to see us, you know, uh, having discussions with everybody in the community before we just go and do things. We had that car wash situation on, you know, right down the street from me. And I was like, you, you got, everybody knew about this two years ago. Yeah. Why did, why was it the last month <laughs> that we got to know the situation? I'll take the other developers off the hook for a second and talk to the quick quack people, you know, they could have, they could have just talked to us. Yeah. Well, yeah, that probably would have been preferable to the car wash company too, right? It totally Instead would of have. thinking they were going to yeah, have that for Oh, no, years. we're just going to roll in and do this, you know? It's, it's kind of crazy. So. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone just heard about this. Sorry, so. yeah. <clears throat> huh. I think I've hit my questions. Yeah. I love what... I'll, I'll just say this. This is me totally pandering to you for a second. I love, I love what you're doing. I love that you you care about this community. I And, and I'll close with this. This is what I, I really do love. I went. I mentioned I went to school at, at UC Santa Cruz, and there's that iconic logo of the Santa Cruz skateboards, right? It's become so iconic that people wear Santa Cruz gear everywhere, even though they're not from Santa Cruz, right? right? What I love about Ogden is we're Ogden made, right? We have Ogden made gear. We have things that say Ogden on it. We have, you know, things about it. Uh, here's my little dig at some other cities. You don't necessarily get uh, American Fork made. Exactly. You don't get uh, Murray made. Yeah. I'm trying to stay out of Weber County just to keep <laughs> us safe here, right? You don't get those things. You you definitely do get Ogden made, and it's, um, like I mentioned before, it's a rad place. If I lived in my hot mic right now, if I lived... <laughs> Thanks again uh, to Chris Berrigan for meeting up with me down at Rookie Bakes. And as always, thank you to all of our guests for taking some time to let me dig into their brains. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for additional segments and video content with our guests. And um, just have a great week. Thanks.